0: Hello, my name is Babe Rogers, welcome back to Pig Talk, the podcast about all things gay porn and sex. Today we are going to be discussing The Goblin's Cave, which is by the Japanese, I believe Japanese, artist Sana. Um, And by extension, discussing Barra, and then by more extension, discussing Yowie, because you can't really talk about Barra without talking about Yowie. So at the top of this, as per usual, I wanted to issue some disclaimers. Um, First and foremost is that I wanted to issue a trigger warning that we will be discussing rape and non-consent when we get to discussing the actual film. And so um, if that's something that might be triggering to you, please stick around until we get to that point. But then I would, you know, join me for another episode some other time. So another thing I wanted to, uh, to say is that while I love Bara and I find it incredibly fascinating, it is not quite my like like bread and butter when it comes to porn, when I'm like looking to like jerk it. I'm not, you know, reaching for Bara necessarily. So, um, you know, I, I have done my due diligence as best I can. I've done some research and I've reached out to some friends who I know are very well versed and are into Barra. Um, but if I say some things that are a little off the mark or maybe don't quite align with sort of like the general perception of Bara within the Bara community, um, then that would be why, um, blame my friends and not me. No, I'm kidding. I'll take the blame. Anyways, um, so Bara and Yowie, uh, Bara and yaoi are sort of like diametrically opposed forms of Japanese gay uh, hentai, which is sort of like cartoon porn, anime but porn for the uninitiated. I know to people who like bara and yaoi, that will sound wildly oversimplistic, but that's what they are. Where a uh, bara is made by gay male artists for a gay male audience, whereas yaoi is made by a female audience, like a straight female artist, sorry, for a female audience, which is fascinating. It's bizarre. There's not really, you know, an analogous version of that in the West um, where, you know, in the West, there's not any form of like, you know, like gay male porn made by straight women for straight women to view. Do you know what I mean? Which is one of the reasons that I've chosen to focus on bara rather than yaoi in this, because yaoi is you know has fascinated the people in the west and so there's been a lot of mainstream discussion and talk about it and and so i really wanted to focus more on bara another reason i really wanted to focus more on uh bara than yaoi for this not only because the film is more of a than yaoi but because i in discussing bar and yaoi with a friend of mine uh one of the things that they said that i found very fascinating was that they don't really even consider yaoi to be gay porn which i found interesting and jarring to be honest but then i thought about like here in the West, like think about like lesbian and i'm putting air quotes over that lesbian porn where there's a there's a lot of again air quotes lesbian porn that's that's so clearly made by men to cater to the male gaze that a lot of queer women don't even consider it to be lesbian um and so it's sort of like that and that some gay people don't even consider yaoi to be gay porn because it is so clearly made for uh, the the female gaze, which I I don't think that's you know the, the everyone's point of view, but it does make me think okay maybe I should focus more on the thing that is uh, you know unquestionably gay, which is Bara, but so yaoi, like I said and like I said because ugh, what was I about to say, uh, Bara really because it is made by gay male artists for a gay male audience, it really focuses more on the masculine sides of gay sex, whereas uh, yaoi because it's made by women for women, focuses more on feminine things. So there's like, you know, very feminized, uh, twinkish, teeny waifs of men are featured, and the sex is usually more vanilla. There's more of a an emphasis on seduction and romance, usually more one-on-one sex. Whereas Bar is sort of the opposite. Like I said, masculine, where it's like big, burly, hairy, bearish men like fucking each other's brains out in various configurations. There's like lots of groups. There's lots of like. Um, like like uh, cum and loads and and all kinds of like interesting tableaus that that really are only featured in borrow porn. You don't see them elsewhere. Um, and it, it's one of the things I really love about borrow, which is that we have this concept in our society, really, still today, to a lesser extent, but really. Going all the way back to the fucking Greeks and Romans where if you are being penetrated by a man and you're a man, you're somehow sacrificing your manhood to some extent by having that happen to you by like, you know, up like offering up your masculinity. And even today, we still think of that in some way, like think about the way that like, like. I'm like I'm like giving a limp wrist to the camera if you're not watching but like like people look at like you know more feminine men and just assume that they're bottoms which is like it's a weird like you know conflation that we've made which Bara looks at in the eye and fucking spits in it and says there is nothing more masculine than taking raw cock up your ass You are not less of a man, a big, burly, hairy, strong man, by getting fucked in the ass by another man, which I I highly appreciate because I think it's, you know, empirically true. Um, But so that's what one of the things I'm really drawn to with bara. Um, But so let's get into bara. Bara as a word. B-A-R-A. Oh, another thing I should mention is I unfortunately do not speak Japanese, so I may mispronounce a couple things, may butcher some things. And it also will come up later that like. There are some things I just couldn't understand because I don't speak Japanese. But so anyways, um, borrow the word B-A-R-A actually literally translates to rose, but a more accurate translation would be pansy because it's actually a pejorative. It's it's I don't think it carries quite the same weight. Maybe it does. I'm not sure of the word faggot in English. Do you know what I mean? Um, But uh, really starting in the 60s, the Japanese gay community really kind of reclaimed the power of the word in the same way that. In English, a lot of people have reclaimed the word faggot. Um, and up to the point where the first gay male magazine that came out in 1971 could, um, was actually called Badazoku. Uh This was the first magazine, I believe, in all of Asia that was specifically catering to a gay male audience. Um, and that later led to BaraKomi, uh, which was the first gay male magazine featuring exclusively manga and I believe hentai as well. Manga being like gay... No, manga being Japanese comics and hentai being the the pornish porn erotic version of manga and that also applies to gay gay manga gay uh hentai anyways that's what i'm saying uh and there's like going in the opposite direction there's an interesting historical thing where for one the japanese love their erotica in general which i love i so appreciate them for that and that means that there's a lot of academic research done and, and written about which you know i have hearkened and carped about with with it's porn in the west where we there's just not a lot of academic stuff to to draw from but there's a shit ton with bara so anyways i could talk about bar for forever but an interesting historical reference is that like his art historians have linked bara to art dating back to the fucking 14th century you can sort of draw a lineage um but there it's funny that there is like you know explicitly explicit the gay japanese erotica made dating back to the 14th century where it's like buddhist monks fucking their acolytes but a lot of historians look at that more as the lineage point for yaoi rather than bara because it's like you know twinkish little acolytes getting fucked whereas bara really traces this lineage back to an, an art style i believe is called musha E musha a um that is like you know depicts these big burly like warrior men hairy men like wrestling boar and things like that which i find fascinating that, you know the root of bara isn't even something erotic necessarily but it's it's more about masculinity and 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 masculinization of action which is which is true of bara today especially compared to yaoi um but so you know bara komi came out of the 1986 like i said um the 1986 And then starting in the 90s and the 2000s with the rise of... Oh, and another thing about Barakomi especially is that that, at that point, uh, gay erotica of the West had finally reached Japan. And so you start seeing the influence of, um, you know like things like Tom of Finland and, and Joseman comics in Japanese erotic gay art of this time as well. Um, and so that's very apparent in Barakomi and, and even up to today that's there. Um, but so anyways, sorry, back to it in the nineties and the two thousands with the rise of the internet, uh, Bara art started to be disseminated through internet chat rooms and forums and boards. And the Japanese moderators of these forums and boards, uh, uh, called them bara boards, bara boards. And so that's how, that's why in the West we really use the word bara to associate with this kind of art because that was how a lot of people were first introduced to this form of art was through these chat rooms and boards. But so like I said, the word bara is a pejorative at its core. It's, you know, the, the source of the, the word was a pejorative. You know, it was an insult for someone to say, call someone else bara until the word gay, which I believe in the 1980s was when the word gay, G-E-I in this case, gay, entered the Japanese vernacular and then the word bara as a pejorative sort of fell out of use, but it's still at at its core pejorative. And so a lot of, especially the artists of bara pornography in Japan, but also the audience just have a lot of mixed feelings about the word bara being applied to them and their art, um, which I completely understand. It's like someone saying, you know, to someone who makes like erotica, like, Oh yeah, you make faggot art. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not exactly respectful, but that said um, uh, the, the, this porn in, Yaoi are so diametrically opposed that it's at least an arb point of view, useful to call one bar and one yaoi, but it d- does cause a titch of confusion. And that was, that was the case here where I saw this, this film, the Goblin's Cave. I, I believe it's titled most places, Goblin Cave, Gangbang, et cetera, some version of that, um, where I saw it and thought it was immediately hot. And when I started making a podcast about porn, I knew it was one of a couple, a handful of films I needed to cover. I wanted to cover um, I set out to cover, really. Um, but <laughs> I, I like did all this research on Bara and Yaoi, and then I went back and went to watch it again. And lo and behold, it's titled Yaoi everywhere, which in all of the like research I did, this was Bara. And on all of the people that I talked to were like, yeah, this is Bara with maybe some Yaoi elements. And so I was confused. So I went and I looked up the artist, Sana, who's incredibly talented and who I will talk about in a moment um s-a-n-a uh and they literally like and some of their like usernames online have the word yaoi in there on their like patreon it is they say that they make yaoi art or bl art which is boy love which is you know kind of you know a synonym for yaoi and so i was like what (laughs) so confused because this was bara in my mind i thought this was so bara so in talking to other people and in doing research what came about was that a lot of japanese artists especially of this kind of art even though they they won't necessarily fault someone for using the term bara, especially in the West, will just use yaoi as a catch-all for gay hentai. Um, and so I believe that that's what's the case here because I couldn't find a ton about this incredible artist, Senna. But what I could glean online, they're mostly anonymous, which is totally fine, and I'm not going to try to dox them or anything. Show me your face, Senna. No, um, they from what I can tell, are Japanese, and so I think that's the case. So, um, hey, Santa, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry that I'm maybe uh, disrespecting your artistic view by referring to your porn that you labeled as yaoi as bara, but I think in the terms of dis- the discussion of bara and yaoi, it's more useful, to be frank, to call this bara. Um, uh, I might look back in five years and regret saying that, but whatever, whatever, bara, bara, bara. So, um, so, first of all, oh, before we actually get into the film, I do, like I said, I want to talk about Santa, who's an incredibly, incredibly talented artist. When I saw this film, this film, initially, I will not lie, I saw it on a free site, probably X hamster or some shit, um, and I was like, Ooh, this is hot, This is like some studio must have made this. No, it was a singular human being, a singular, incredibly talented human being, who created this incredibly hot, sexy piece of art. And I watched it for free when they were selling it. So I did my due diligence again and I went and I found them and I fucking subscribed to the highest tier of their thing so that I could download this film Um, because they are owed their coin. Like Jesus Christ. Like it's one thing to watch people's OnlyFans, but the amount of like time and energy they put into this, the amount of talent that they are showing with this film. So all that to say, if you have seen this already, but it was on a free site, I highly encourage you to like click on one of their links below that I'm going to include and just like subscribe to them even for a month. They are owed it. Jesus Christ, like, come on, this is so good. But so anyways, let's get into the film. So the film itself, The Goblin's Cave or Goblin Cave Gangbang, et etc et is about this knight who gets like trapped in a cave full of goblins and just gang fucked, but really gang raped within an inch of his life. Not literally, but you know, people just say that. And in that, we really should touch on uh the the rape aspects and again i said if if you have an issue with if with rape and the discussion of it if it's triggering to you i would peace out now um so there's like an interesting interplay of consent and i don't know if the artist artist combining artist and audience the artist was necessarily doing it on purpose to appeal to a certain audience or not i don't think they were because it sort of made a non-issue but there's like a it's there's a couple reasons where i watch this and didn't even it didn't even occur to me that I was watching something non consensual until afterwards, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One thing you need to understand about me is that my own sexual morality is really based on the touchstone of consent, and I sort of touched on this with um uh with my Fossest uh, podcast, which is that um if people do all kinds of crazy things with their sex lives and they have sex that is you know inexplicably not good for them, like for instance bug chasers, for instance, who are you know out there looking for HIV things like that. But that's their body and that's their consent and and they're adults and they can consent. So I'm not going to knock or judge them or anything like that. I'm not going to like, like, there's less hoops for me to jump through mentally to kind of like be okay with that. Does that make sense? But when it comes to consent, it's sort of a pretty large, like full stop issue for me where I just cannot enjoy porn and sex when consent is not there. but like like I said, it didn't even occur to me that this was non-consensual until afterwards, which I found shocking. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is that uh, this is a cartoon. <laughs> Full on, this is this is not real people. And so there's like, you know, there's there's less of that mental hoop of like, okay. So, I mean, it makes me think of like, you know, there's some very intense BDSM scenes that have been filmed where like either midway through or at the beginning or the end, they have to like show the person being like, Hi, I can't wait. I'm excited. You know what I'm talking about. But with this, they don't need to do that because, again, it's not real people. So that mental hoop of like being okay with what you're seeing, you don't have to do. The other thing is that this is fantasy element. So this is sort of two pronged where for one, like I said, it's fantasy. So goblins and orcs are not real. So there's that mental hoop is gone. And also in high fantasy situations, by and large, goblins and orcs are portrayed as villains. So like, think like, like, um, like Lord of the Rings is probably the touchstone that most people, even people that aren't really into gaming or, or high fantasy would know, like the orcs and the goblins in that are like evil. And so it's not a stretch of the imagination to imagine them like, you know, keeping a sex slave in a cave. And so there, for that reason, I think those things sort of detach the like the rapeness of it. But there are some interplays of consent going on. And there is a point in this where there is a switch where the. People getting fucked very clearly are, I think, showing that they are consenting at this point. There's probably like a level of like stockholmeness, or like more in the more bara side, like their inner like sex-craved demon is you know freed, and so that's what you see. Um, but so le- that's that's all to to say that this that rape is a big part of this, and and I, there's no point in denying it. So I wanted to say that upfront and first. But so let's get into the actual film. So we open upon. Uh, A man in a cave surrounded by like little green men that are like witch laughing. They're like, oh, and that reminds me that if you're a Bara artist out there and you need a voice for something, hi, me. Like I would, oh, you don't even have to pay me. Just the like, I would love the concept of just being like, oh, oh, and having that like be like me in a Bara film. Oh, anyways, anyway, sorry. Plot twist, but not plot twist, tangent. Anyways, sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to it. So we open upon a cave with a man lying, surrounded by witch laughing little tiny goblins. And they are noticeably smaller than him, which is an interesting thing. Um, but they're like, and he's laying back. They like pull up his shirts to reveal his giant pendulous pecs. His like, his just man tits. Like they're, they are that, um, and this is a it's an interesting aspect of not interesting, but important aspect of bara, which is the emphasis on pectoral muscles, which like and they like jiggle in bara and things like that. They're humongous. They're very like tit like. And it was funny because I went and I like looked at some of the comments just to see what general people were thinking on the free sites. And a couple of people were like, why does he have tits? <laughs> which is funny because it's like, you know, Yowie is a is specifically a fem- feminized version of gay sex, whereas this is like a masculinized version but it's still like people just thought they were like titties but they're not they're pecs big man pecs um and so we see his big man pecs and his like hard nipples and the like goblins lick on his nipples and they pull his pants down and they begin to eat his ass but then he does this thing where he backs them away and you get like this splatter of blood and it's an interesting it was the first moment for me where it really calls into question the audience because like i said earlier bara is made for a A gay male audience whereas yaoi is made for a female uh, audience and there are certain things that like i whenever whenever you talk about audience you sort of have to generalize kind of by and large that's what you have to do when you discuss audience And, and so i don't love to do that but it is the case by and large a female audience would not love gore they they are not drawn to gang fucking gang raping by goblins in a cave do you know what i mean um And so that's one of the things where it makes me think, okay, this is a bara. But like I said earlier, I asked a couple friends about this film, and this is really a touchstone. I've used that phrase several times. A touchstone moment of like the combination of the two where this is everyone said this was a bara with yaoi elements, which is rare. You usually get one or the other. Um, But so anyway, sorry, back to it. Um, He he bats away these goblins and they splurt blood and he begins to run. But who should stop him? But this giant orc. Like nine foot, like the Hulk, like a hulking Hulk orc, like green guy who's just humongous and like very like imposing. And he like, you know, moves over his loincloth and reveals like a massive like 11 inch green cock. Um, And he has the the guy who I, I forgot to mention has green hair. And he looks very anime-esque, which is not a like a not a critique. It is just what it is. He's like a, you know like a like a like a samurai ponytail down to his like butt that like somehow stays intact the whole time. No one ever undoes his hair. Um, but it's also like a princess cut. Does that make sense? Uh, whatever, whatever. It's not important. Um, uh, the green-haired guy, and I will be referring to him as green-haired because the other character later has brown hair, and so it's easy to differentiate them. Um, the green-haired guy, he forces, the orc forces him to begin fellating him, to suck his giant green cock. And then the orc fucks him. Um, and again, he's not, con- like, I don't know, I can't say he's not consenting. Because it's a weird interplay of, like, is he, is he not? And, like, there's points that where later on it'll reference back and sort of imply that he was consenting and whatever. Anyways, um, he fucks him in the ass. And then all the, like, he's, like, is thrown to the goblins. And Oh, I also think this is our first instance of an inner shot. Not sure what to call that, like an internal shot. And this is something that happens in a lot of gay erotica, even in the West. I forget. Um, Animan, Animan. Have y'all seen Animan, like gay animations? You might have seen them and not known they were called that, but it's something that happens in every single one where they show an internal, like, I want to cross-section shot of, like, the dick going in, which is something where I'm I'm not going to yuck nobody's yums, but, like... I've never thought to myself, I wish I could see what it looks like inside. You know what I mean? But whatever, whatever. It's our first, you know, treat of that view of that. And then he gets thrown to the goblins and they, you know, fuck him. Um, And so then we get to another flash. We flash to elsewhere in the cave and we see these two knights. Or I mean, I think it's implied it's several knights. Approaching, holding torches. And you can hear the like, "Eh!" of the like goblins in the distance, witch laughing. And I think they're sex noises. I don't quite remember. Um but so then we flash back to the cave. We just see the the knights for a second. We flash back to the cave. The the green-haired guy has now like been put in chains. Some I guess some time has passed and he's getting just ploughed from every direction by green dick, by these little goblins, by orcs. Um and this is when we get our change of consent, the first one because there's one later too where um uh the there he like goes from like not frowning but just sort of not smiling to smiling. The the green-haired guy changes to smiling. And uh, we, like, it, the other thing that happens is that there's, like a, like, a flash of the eyes. I don't know if this is a stylistic, uh, like, something stylistic of Santa in their art or if this is a Yawi Yow- or Bara thing. But, like, he has very purple eyes and they suddenly are, like, bright purple and they, like sh- like are like vibrating pulsing life and he's like <laughs> he's like into it it's like this like i don't know if it's a Stockholm thing like i said or whatever but there's like a very clear switch of consent which i think is actually probably stylistic of bara i want to say where like it's suddenly clear that like yes this is exactly what he actually wants internally and, and it's like you know just raw rough fucking is yes 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 i don't know the masculinity blah but so anyway, so we get this that switch, and he just is getting fucked in every which way. Like it's ooh, it's it's a lot. Um, and then we have the knights enter, and bitch, they are gooped. They're like ha 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 ha. They're just like holy shit, because obviously there's this guy getting fucked in front of them. And later on, we sort of learn that he's like they all sort of know him. I, I, he's probably like the champion of the knights or something. I'll that's the at the very end, it's we're taught that. But anyways, so that's the end of the first scene or part, I should say part, because I don't know if I mentioned, but it's like there's a good ending and a bad ending. The second ending is, is the bad ending, and those are Santa's words. And then the third ending is the good ending. And the second ending is, is, is as if the knights were not able to actually save him. And then the good ending is if the knights were. Um, but so this is very clearly like set up to where this was supposed to be more in the future. Um, so that's the end of scene, uh, part one. And part two opens back up on the, you know, basically what we were just looking at, But the funny thing is that I'm guessing what happened was that part one went very viral as it it did. It definitely did. Um, And I don't know if Santa maybe got a little bit more money or coin. I just the words I want to use is it seems like the budget was higher. for part two and part three because there's like the opening is like the opening opening cinematic credit is much fancier and the the art itself the porn is much kind of glossier and i'm like ooh, like i don't know it just those are the words i want to use is budget it's not like it got better because it was great before but it definitely i don't know it just is like nicer maybe i don't know but so we open back up and the guy is just again getting fucked every which way um, but suddenly, we get, like, a slash and a bam, and, and one of the goblins has been cut down by one of the knights. And that knight, like, reaches for the green-haired knight, and then green-haired knight is like, oh, huh. there's, like, a moment where you're like, oh, is it going to be yowie yeah, esque And that there's, like, romance and, you know, seduction? But no, no, no. We It's like suddenly an orc intercedes and is like, no, he, like, flicks him and, you know, that's it. Like, these guys are fucking powerless. Um, but so... Suddenly we, like, flash. They don't show this, but suddenly the the knight who, who just saved the green hair guy is naked. And he has brown hair, so I will be referring to him as brown-haired knight. And this is our other main character. And he is now getting just fucking spit-roasted by goblins every which way. Um Also, and, and it also will, like, it gives, like, a panning shot of the cave. And you can see his, like, compadres, his, like, b- a f- battalion of other knights also just in various different shapes and guises getting fucked by all these goblins and orcs and the other thing is that they've kept their helmets on i guess that's to differentiate them as kind of like the crowd rather than the two main characters but um so it shows all these knights and then you you know it kind of flashes back and forth between showing the green-haired guy getting fucked and the brown-haired guy and then there's a very interesting moment where it's like i don't know i don't want to say it's romantic but it is like you get this moment of like I don't. Maybe in the context, it seems romantic because everything else has been so gr- not gruesome, but graphic and and rough. Is that the, these two orcs come out and they pick up the the, the green haired guy by the legs, like, and they fuck him standing. And then the same with the brown haired guy. The other orc takes the him and they fuck him in such a way. It's like the the people getting fucked. Their dicks are like out. You know what I mean? They're not facing the people fucking. Them, they're facing out, and they take them and they kind of like push them against each other. So the two, like the brown haired and the green haired guy, are getting like fucked into each other, and you're like. You're like, oh, question mark, like, oh, like, w- uh, like it's like something about it. It feels romantic. And then like the looks and the way they're like dicks are rubbing together. And you're like, oh, question mark. So that happens. And it's like I that's the kind of vignette that I really remember from this, the one that really sticks with me. Other than there is one point where the green haired guy is getting DP and also mouth by goblins, which is sort of my favorite visual to see in porn. But anyways, so. They just, again, get fucked like that and thrown in the ground and they hold together for a second. And then we get a, a another black screen, a fade to black, then a re-fade open. And they have now been chained up in like a cell. And there's a question of how much time has passed. I'm not sure. But we get, ugh ugh I love this, that we get this moment where the brown haired guy is now getting fucked and he has now switched to consenting where it's just like the other guy. He's now smiling and also his eyes are like, like flashing. He also has purple eyes and they are just violet now. They're they're like shining. He's getting fucked by a goblin and it shows that that he now has like tick marks on his ass. Which again, it's something it's like stylistic to piggery in general. This is one thing that like it really easily translates that level of like the tick marks to count. But another vignette and I love this. I've seen it several times in Bara and it's it's something I find very fascinating is this tableau of where like someone's getting gangbanged but it's by people with condoms so they like they take the condoms like filled with cum and they like put them in the strap of their jock straps. So you can like you see like several condoms filled with cum and so it like something it's like an appreciation for cum and loads and taking lots and i obviously i really fucking appreciate that it's piggery to the max cum dumpery as i like to say so he has those tick marks now and i just remember being like oh my god what a what a detail um but uh so that happens he's now getting fucked the other the green-haired guy is chained next time just sort of relaxing not relaxing resting sleeping um And so the, the goblin finishes and leaves and enters come who enters, but another orc. And he's holding like a, like a, like a, like a bowl of slop or something. It's like clear that it's not good food, but the green hair guy is like for me. And he like gets up on his knees and goes for the food slowly. And the, the, the orc a little bit harder than bats him away, like slaps him away. And basically is like, okay, you got to suck me first, you idiot. And so he like, the like green haired guy sucks him and then the the brown haired guy comes and joins him in sucking him and then they have sex with this orc alternatingly where like one of them is having sex while the other one is eating the food and it's like again these guys are now fully consenting so they're like ah, ah, they're like smiling and like they look like they're almost in tears they're enjoying themselves so much and um it also there were moments of like romance almost between the orc and them where like at one point the orc is like 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 fingering the the green haired guy while the brown haired like rides him and like for one where's the fingering in porn i feel like there should be more fingering in porn um but anyways it's like a level of like almost romance and like the orc finishes he comes and like he even like kisses them i think i know when they were like getting fucked together that there was like long lizardy orc tongues were like kissing them and it was like whoa um but also romantic maybe and then the orc finishes in this instance back in the cell and like drops them and leaves. And that's the end of part two. That's the bad ending. That's as as if the, the knights had failed to save them. The knights are now like they're like sex slaves in their cave. Um, but again, it's like hard to describe. And it, it, this is something I saw in the comments of the free videos where people were like, like they they really related to the idea of just like having to take endless cock which is I kind of agree it's like I, I wish it wasn't framed in a, in a in a rapey way but like I do love the concept of that of just being subjected to endless dick but like I'm a pig so I want that I, I wouldn't be raped because I would consent because I love that do you know what I mean it, I, and that's why I, I'm happy that Santa specifically made it turn to not rape had those moments of like where it's showing consent but so now we get into part three and this is a very interesting thing. This is something where I only had seen part one and two part three came later. And so I, I didn't know this existed until I really went to research this. Um, but part three was um, as if the Knights had actually saved him. So part three opens with him already in the, the Knights, like, excuse me, the Knights camp. And he's like in like, like a, like one of those, like, it's a blanket, but it's as if it's like he had been in a fire and like the fireman wrapped him in one of those like foil Blankets like he's recovering from trauma. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those. He's like sitting in like a covered wagon. And it's important that it's covered because he fucks in it later. I'll spoil it. And so there's some privacy there. Um, but he's there and the the brown haired knight approaches him. And they both are fully clothed, by the way. Um, approaches him with like a stein of like something and is like here. Um, and he accepts it. This is a moment I should also mention that this part... Uh, includes the most Japanese. And so there's definitely some things that I just, I missed because I don't speak Japanese. Unfortunately, I couldn't find anyone to translate it. I tried to just by ear translate it. That didn't work out. Um, so yeah, there's some Japanese that I missed. So some of the context I unfortunately didn't quite catch, but he offers in the Stein, he takes it, but as he takes it, he like flashes back the the green haired guy flashes back to getting fucked in the cave again. Um, and this is also, ironically, this part three is probably the most, like, yaoi, yet also there's elements that make it absolutely not yaoi, and this is one of them where, um, when he flashes back to the cave, you see the the knights win. You see them fight the goblins, like, slash them and everything and win. But you obviously, like, first you get a couple of vignettes of the guy getting fucked by the goblins and orcs, but then you see the fighting and it's, like, gory. There's, like, a lot, a surprising amount of blood and gore, um... Which again, in terms of audience, would be I think would in general be a turnoff to a generalized female audience. I'm sure there's some women that wouldn't mind, but here in general, I think it would be. Anyways, um and so he flashes back to that and then he flashes back and he accepts the Stein. He's like, whatever, thanks. But so then we cut to it shows that the brown haired knight, this is later, is now asleep in front of the wagon, and the green-haired knight guy is now in the the like covered wagon jerking off, thinking about getting fucked in the cave and this is what i referenced earlier where i said like later on it's kind of thrown into question if he was consenting where like um you know he it's like he's like retroactively consenting where maybe he didn't enjoy in the moment but he did at the time which doesn't make it not rape obviously but like it's just there's all kinds of questions of consent going on um where he's now jerking off to thinking about getting fucked by the goblins and orcs back in the cave. And so it like shows a flashback to him, like getting fucked again, you get some vignettes and then you come back, and he's now like fingering himself while like thinking about it clearly, and he comes from fingering himself. And then, oh, this is very fascinating. He looks out and sees the brown haired knight asleep and goes out and begins to jerk him off while he's asleep which is non-consensual. So now we get an interesting like flip where the guy who was earlier being, you know, non-consented against, I hate using the word rape. It makes me feel very uncomfortable, but yes, he was getting raped earlier. Now he's basically raping someone by jerking them off while they're asleep. So they cannot give consent. Um, and so then the brown guy wakes up and he's like, he's, he's not like, Oh God, stop. But he's just like, Whoa. Um, And the the green-haired guy says something, and I do wonder if he maybe said something about, like, I wanted to show my thanks or something like that. Or maybe he said, be quiet, don't wake everyone up. I don't know. It it could be either. Um, But so he jerks off the green-haired knight. No, the green-haired knight jerks off the brown-haired knight, who was asleep, to completion. But there's, like, I think maybe at this point there's, like, a moment of, like, they cover someone's mouth so that they don't wake up the camp. So it's implied that, like, this is not about to be come some orgy they like don't want everyone to know that they're having sex but so now it flashes to them in this covered wagon and now they're fucking which is why it's important that it's covered because there's some privacy and there's another interesting interplay of like consent versus not where the green-haired guy who is riding the brown-haired guy is clearly consenting like he's again smiling and like ah, ah. he's like you know living he's living but the the green-haired guy the bl- bro oh my god The green-haired guy is writing and smiling and clearly consenting, whereas the brown-haired guy, he just sort of looks guffawed, is the word I want to use. Like, he just sort of looks like, he doesn't look like he's not enjoying himself, he just still looks a little, like, overwhelmed, maybe. Um, But so then they, like, they do a couple positions and they fuck, oh my god, and then we we get this very interesting moment where we get another internal shot of, you know, like, the cross-section of the dick going, like, in the ass fucking... (laughs) But we get we get the second hole, which for those of you that don't know, they're in the ass of everyone. Not just, Well, maybe it might just be gay people because of the prostate location. Whatever. In the ass, there's a second hole. It's like a second sphincter-esque hole. It's not a, an actual sphincter, I don't believe. It's called the sigmoid junction, which is sort of like where there's like a turn in the ass. And so it feels like a second hole within the hole if if you're not watching me on patreon right now you're missing out because i'm just doing it with my hands I don't, I don't know um uh and we get a cross-section shot of of his dick going through the second hole which is like come on bitch like you've been getting fucked by like nine inch cocks this whole time like i don't know how this is the first time you're getting fucked through your fucking sigmoid baby but um we get that and the green haired knight is like nah! like he's like has a, like, a, ah, like a reaction. And the he like the the brown haired guy's like oop and like cups his mouth and doesn't want everybody to know. It's like, okay, this is this is it touches camp a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but so like at this moment, um, someone of them comes and. They turn and say something to one another that I believe amounts to, like, let's head into the woods and fuck where it's quiet and we can do it. So they do that. They head into the woods and they fuck, but we are treated to, a, 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 sh- a like, a quick, like, flash of, like, one of them brought a sword. And it's like, oh, why are they showing us that? They are showing us that because at one point, at, the, at this point, the green-haired knight is now, like, get, is held up by the brown-haired knight, like, supported against a tree, like, is fully, like, off the ground getting fucked. Um, and we see that suddenly he sees in the distance a goblin in a bush watching them fuck with a rock hard erection like literally just like a giant hung dick on this little tiny goblin watching Um, but they don't stop they like keep fucking for like a couple more beats until they both like finish to completion the brown haired knight sets down the green haired knight who then quickly grabs his sword around the tree and like whoops and like slices the goblin as it approaches to kill them which is like okay there's like a i guess it's like a moment of retribution where the the green haired knight gets to like have revenge on his captors but also like now save the person who saved him i think that's what the the brown haired knight says because he says something in japanese to the green knight right after this he like goes like googly eyed and he's like oh my god you saved me and i i know he says sagoi which i believe is some version of good um and like, there's like a moment of like they hold hands and like look and there's romance and while well, one of them has like cum leaking out of them. And then, again, it's like a combination of Bara and Yaoi. Um, and so then that's the really the end of part three. There's an interesting sort of like over the credits. There's like a sort of a, an epilogue prequel moment where you see the like the green haired knight like in full knight regalia with his sword like kneeling in the court and. And I'm guessing this is sort of to explain why all of this is happening is that like you get a quick show of like the the king sort of being like, go get those, kill those goblins. And the guy's like, you got it and stands up and he winks at one of the knights and he was wearing a helmet. So I don't know if he's the brown haired one, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm guessing it is. And then he goes off and that's, I guess it's supposed to sort of like loop back around to part one. Oof, but so that's that. And again, it sounds like it shouldn't be hot because it's just like craziness happening and it's like, you know, goblins and orcs but it is it just works it's like phenomenal i remember seeing this and being like oh, oh, whoa why am i into this but i was oh i was um but so yeah that's that's this and that was sort of an introduction to bara and also a very light introduction to yaoi i sort of already have uh plans to make a sort of a, a, f- a follow-up a part two to this there is a um a really phenomenal actual video game bara video game That has been made called uh, Robin Morningwood. (laughs) I love a pun. Uh, And I think I'm going to do a full playthrough of that and then review it. And that playthrough will most likely be on Plexstorm. So if you aren't following me on Twitter, go follow me there to see when that will be. Um, Plexstorm, if you don't know, is sort of like an adult version of Twitch where you can like play games while like also having your titties out. And I'll be doing that. Um, But so look forward to that for part two. There will also be more other podcasts about other things. Um, Again, thank you very much for listening. My name is Babe Rogers um oink don't have a closing suck a cock I don't know I don't know everybody just have a good day bye